Hello and welcome. Coming up today on the Registro Report, the Premier League is back. We have an Arsenal correspondent on the show to preview Man City versus Arsenal. It will be hashtag Hurt Boys Summer, but for whom? Which Premier League club will miss out on top four? Today is Tuesday, June 16th. My name is Ben Fuentes, and with me is my illustrious Red Bull drinking club driver swinging co-host joey b how we doing Vinny? uh joe so good to hear your voice man it 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 just it just brings me so much hope and and just the feels bro (laughs) absolutely agree ben but i do (laughs) i do want to mention one thing you forgot to say handsome when you were describing me ah damn i'm sorry i'll say i'll say that next time but no i'm 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 feeling good joe much better Yes. Much better this week um, than, than last week. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Absolutely, man. No, and I think it's important, Ben, that we, we kind of mention what's going on in America right now. And it's it's a difficult time to talk about. And there's a lot of change coming our way, which I think is a good thing. So, Ben and I, we just want to kind of touch on um, and sort of release a statement um, about sort of the climate right now. Um, so, last week the register report postponed releasing a new episode in light of the travesty to George Floyd. We want to offer our deepest condolences to his family. And at this time as a country, we're wounded and the only way forward can be together. So today's show is a reminder of how the beautiful game can bring the entire world together and promote love, equality, and joy. And it's truly the world's game. Um, and I think a really powerful reminder of that, uh, of how football brings everyone together, can be heard. Uh, and, and just a brilliant song. It's the 2010 official World Cup song. Uh, it's by Kane, and it's called Wave and Flag. And uh, we're going to have a link to the song in our description. Um, but, I mean, soccer is always about bringing people together of, of all different backgrounds. And, and uh, we just want to, you know, let people know that, we understand what's going on, um, and we're trying to emphasize, you know, passion, love, equality for all, and that's what we're about at the Regista Report. Man, Joey, that's that's a beautiful message, Joey. Uh, yeah, I, I echo those thoughts. Uh, just just to add to that, you know, it's it's often been said, you know, football is the most important, but of all the least important things, you know, I'm I'm so proud of the EPL for backing the players initiative to wear, you know, the Black Lives Matter on the back of their jerseys in this upcoming fixture week. Absolutely. You know, I've been inspired by, by my favorite players and, and these teams stepping up, using their platforms to to continue that global conversation. Uh, I listened to uh, John Oliver recently on a podcast. He said, uh, you know, football can be an anesthetic. But now, Joe, look at our sport, man. It's, it's, it's led by example, and uh, the world is watching, you know. Um, yeah. As as Joe said, this is the world's game, and this is a serious side of us. Like you may not have heard, but uh, it's it's you you came here to hear soccer content, and you know we're ready to deliver it, and um, excited to do it, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and with that, we're gonna kind of transition back into like the normal contents of our show. Um, but uh, we're really excited this week because we're gonna have a new correspondent on the show, one of our best friends growing up, Oscar Rodriguez. Uh, but before we get into that. 
uh, we're going to do, you know, sort of a fan favorite. It's, it's called Something You May Have Missed. So in the news, uh, me and Ben try to bring bring attention to something that's that's really cool that you might have just heard like a whisper about. Um, and Ben's going to start it off now for us. So mine's a bit of a throwback. All right. This one is regarding Liverpool's boss, Jurgen Klopp, which is a wonderful tale <laughs> while he ended up drunk in a uh, <laughs> truck full of chickens after Borussia Dortmund's 2011 Bundesliga title win. So now I'm bringing this up because uh, if, if it's a big if, if Arsenal do win uh, and pull a result against Man City, Liverpool could be crowned champions against Everton this Sunday. And now my question is to Joe is, um, is what would Jurgen Klopp's bender be like if he came out this time <laughs> around, you know? Like, how do you wind up with chickens, bro? Like, yeah. of everything you're doing, like, you somehow you have to isolate yourself away from the team celebrations and go get chickens. Like, dude, that's amazing. So let me pull some quotes from you from him. So he said, <laughs> I, I was really wasted, which uh, may, may have been noticeable in some interviews. <laughs> it says, I don't remember much that makes any sense. And I'm not sure if I ever told anyone that I actually woke up in a truck in the garage all alone. No idea about the hours before that. So, uh, yeah. And then he woke up. He looks across the yard and he sees this, saw the silhouette of a man and he whistled to him. And it was actually the CEO of, of Borussia Dortmund, Aki Watsky. And so these two actually had to hitch a ride and, and they had to pay the man 200 euros to be driven back to town and little and he there was hundreds of chickens man in in this truck so (laughs) dude that's cool that says so much about his personality i think and why he's so likable he's so passionate so likable so unpredictable man he's just he's he's a genius man and and football's lucky to have him um but ben that was brilliant so um what i did this week or what i found this week is there's so much talk about what's going on um in europe like with the leagues restarting there's so much excitement back there um, you may have forgotten, though, that the MLS has been up to something pretty, pretty cool, Ben. Um, so right now, American sports, they've all been halted. Um, and the way the MLS is going to restart is they're actually going to have a World Cup type format in Orlando uh, with all the MLS sides. And they're going to be kind of competing for one winner. Um, and I think this is the coolest thing to happen to MLS in terms of like this, this playoff <laughs> format. Um, and what it is, it's just a precursor until the, the regular season resumes. Uh, but it's going to be hosted in, in Orlando at the Disney Y World of Sports. Um, and Ben, we've both played there, yeah? Yes, yes. Tons of memories, man. Tons of good answers. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> this World Cup type format is going to kick off on July 8th. And each team uh, in the MLS has kind of been seated. So you have a one in uh, first place and second place. And then other teams in the group that aren't, haven't been playing as well. Uh, in the last season, they're not seated. So actually, DC United's the fourth place position. Um, but um, really cool. Um, in the same group, too, is LA Galaxy versus LAFC. Orlando City is another one versus Inter Miami. So Inter Miami's David Beckham's team, and this is going to be one of his first games. But essentially, how. Um, the tournament is going to work. Each game actually is going to count towards the regular, excuse me, regular season point total. Um, and the winner of this tournament is going to qualify for the Champions League. Um, um, it's really neat. So you might want to stay tuned uh, into MLS too, because this is pretty exciting stuff. Dude, that's awesome. Uh, I, I, I knew about that. I knew a little bit about the, the, the tournament setup. 
Uh, I'm excited to see it, but I'm also a little nervous too, being at the Disney complex. Like, I'm not sure how they're going to do it with, with, uh, you know, empty stadiums. I don't know if there is a, they're, they're, they have a one, maybe little stadium there, but either way, dude, uh, MLS kicks it off. We'll see what they do. Can they bring out MLS shootouts back? Then? Oh Come man, on. that would, <laughs> dude, that would, yes, that would this. bring fans so much joy, but on a, like a world stage, we would get no credibility. <laughs> we would, no we'd credibility, go back to no. being laughable. Yeah. <laughs> But very neat, Benny. Very awesome. neat. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have an amazing, amazing show tonight because we're actually bringing on uh, a big, big Arsenal correspondent. And uh, to give you some background, uh, we actually played soccer with him growing up. He played for the same high school and club team as us. So very talented player. Um, and again, the theme of this show is that we're an American perspective. Uh, on sort of the world of soccer and this guy lives and believes soccer just as much as we do very very talented player played in the midfield um but he's been an Arsenal supporter his entire life so I just want to induce Oscar to you guys really quickly um Oscar how are you feeling tonight hey Joe thanks for the awesome introduction uh feeling good man um feeling good uh first of all I want to congratulate you too for the for starting the podcast uh you know we three have gone back a long ways, you know, to playing in the club level, you know, age 13, then high school together. Uh, you two are my day ones. You guys know that. Absolutely. Oscar. Great shout, man. We're, we're so happy to have you on. Uh, I know me and Ben, oh, I'm, I'm getting the feels now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so touching. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Uh, but I think Oscar, the biggest question is, and sort of, I think what people want to know is, you know, how did you fall in love in our, uh, with Arsenal? What makes you such a big Arsenal supporter? Yeah, that's a great question, uh, Joe. So um, back when I was in middle school, um, my first ever uh, Premier League game that I watched, this was back when nobody had the soccer channel, uh, Fox Sports, the Portes. So before I go into that, my first love was actually Boca Juniors. Because wow. at that time, um, nice. they showed that over the TV. Um, and this was early Carlos Tevez, uh, early uh, Juan Riquelme. So amazing players. Oof. And amazing. by chance, um, I think that was the year, I think we're talking like 2001, 2000, that um, yep. Fox Sports Support has got the contract for uh, the Premier League. So the first game that I ever uh, watched was Arsenal versus Newcastle. And this is the famous game that if you go back, Dennis Burkamp scored that amazing goal, um, chipped it behind his back, behind the, the defender, and just so easily put it in the, in the corner. Um, after Ruined that man's career. Yeah, dude. Ruined completely. That man's <laughs> completely. Um, yeah, but with that first game, man, I fell in love. I was like, wow, who is this team? Uh, I love the way they played. Um, great players. And, um, yeah, that's, that's how it all started. Run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the center. It's Burkamp! Magnificent! Dude, that's that's really cool, Oscar. And I actually have a kind of a small segue story about 
uh, his love for Arsenal too. And his love has never diminished in the years, but uh, we were in high school. Arsenal got to the Champions League final. Uh, we also had practice uh, for high school uh, at the same time of the Champions League final. And uh, Oscar decides to call the coach 15 minutes before practice and says, <laughs> Coach, I have a dentist appointment. I'm not going to make it to practice. Oh, my um, God. I forgot about this. Yes. But, I mean, that's his, that's his love for Arsenal. It's, he lives and breathes it. And uh, that's, <laughs> that's why we think it's so important to have him on the show so you could hear his perspective. Uh, because I don't think anybody follows the club more than he does. But, you know, that's Oscar's dedication to this yeah, club. Yeah, definitely, so man. One of the greatest um, – experiences in my life was going to London and visiting. It was the first year they opened the Emirates Stadium, so I got to go. Uh, man. Amazing experience, man. Gooner since day one. That, that's excellent. Well, what we're here for today, and Ben's going to give us a preview, is Arsenal versus Man City. So, Ben, take it away, brother. Yes, yes. So, guys, Arsenal versus Man City. It's the game that everyone's been waiting for. It's this Wednesday, kickoff is at 3.15. It's on NBC Sports. Just to give you a review of the table and significance of this game, Arsenal are in ninth place, 42 points behind first, but they're just eight points behind crucial fourth place. Now, Man City are 25 points behind Liverpool. It's Pep going against his apprentice Arteta. It's Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Anakin Skywalker. It's the game that everyone's been looking forward to it's on Wednesday. Oscar, my man, what are your initial feelings, man, going into this game? So, Ben, um, yeah, man, it, it really feels like ages ago that uh, we were last watching the English Premier League, um, you know, since COVID-19 started. So, to me, it feels like it's the first game of the season. You kind of don't know what yeah. your expectations are, um, you know, there's been a short um, four-week preseason, I guess you can call it. So, mm -hmm. you know, players are trying to get back to fitness. Um, we have a new coach in Arteta. So, for me, I kind of don't know what to expect. In a way, I feel good that he's had – this is the first time that he's had the players go through a, some type of preseason. If you remember, he came in the middle mm -hmm. of the season – so I think it's going to serve him a lot of good um, to actually get those four weeks, try and get the players to fitness and start to influence his tactics on the team. Um, so, you know, it, it feels like the first game of the season, although it's not, you know, you could call it the 2019-2020 season part two with an asterisk. Uh, so Manchester City against Arsenal, Pep versus Arteta. Master against protege, but I I think the question is to um, Oscar, how influential do you think Arteta's role was at Manchester City? Um, I think you hear it in a lot of um, the interviews that Pep has had during and after the fact of how important uh, Arteta was to Man Man City while he was there for three years, um, and if you don't know, they go way back when. Mikel Arteta was 15 years old and he was playing for the Barcelona youth teams. Um, Pep Guardiola was on the first team. So wow. he, he speaks on this and say that they spoke a lot and he gave him a lot of good advice. So he's always been like a role model for him. And when he, when Pep came over to England, uh, England for, you know, the job at Man City, you know, he was very keen on, Mikel Arteta, he saw something in him that this guy's going to be a great coach. 
And I think it worked out perfectly for an Arsenal supporter. We have somebody now that understands the club, that played for the club, um, and went over and got great experience learning from one of the best coaches of all time uh, in Pep Guardiola. So him coming back, um, you know, also having that uh, Barcelona, um, you know, learning through their youth system. I can't wait to actually see for the long term and in the future um, how his tactics and how his influence is going to play out with the first team. So, no, I, yep. I, absolutely, Oscar. I think you hit on a really good point there. I think given his background um, in, in Spain and the way Arsenal plays, it's very, very similar. If you had to compare them to another team in terms of their style of play, I think you'd pick out Barcelona right away. Um, and I guess because of their close relationship, Oscar, which you which you touched on tactically uh, on on Wednesday when they play, um, do you think he's going to surprise Pep all, uh, at all with his tactics? So this one's kind of a head scratcher for me because I don't know what to expect. Sure. Um, I think that Pep Guardiola um, and the rest of the team, if there's any person that knows him better, it's going to be Mikel Arteta. He's going right. to know their strengths as well as their weaknesses. So if he can figure out a game plan to put together to um, make most of the weaknesses that they have, I think we have a good shot. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oscar brilliant. Here's the tactic. All right. Pepe go after Otamendi. Screw his ankles up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that there's their defensive line is so weak, man. I think I think you guys actually are gonna surprise them a lot. Um, getting them on the counter, uh, you guys have like the one of the quickest counter teams in the, in the league. Um, yeah, it's it's, my it's question gonna to be you, though. it's gonna Go be ahead. great. I can't wait. It's gonna be you know like Joe said, you know the master versus um, or should I say the teacher versus the student? So yeah, absolutely. this is Michael Arteta's. He's only been at the job, you know, a couple months, uh, three months if you don't yeah. count the last three that hasn't been played. Um, so, you know, he I know he's he's young, he's hungry and yep. he's going to want to get a, a win over his ex coach. And this and if he does, I think it's going to prove that he is for real. Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. yeah. Spot on, Oscar. With my question for you, man, my next one is uh, with frailties in Arsenal's back line evident, but improving under Arteta. Do you think the fans are losing faith in David Luiz? And part B of that question, what's your best center back partnership right now? That's a great question, Ben. So um, I think that with our new tactics that uh, Arteta has brought um, since he's been with the club, it's very um, 10 men behind the ball. So if you lose the ball, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're, you 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 got to win it right away. That's something that's one of the first things that I noticed uh with with his tactics. So it's not it's not uh so much the defense's fault although we have some duds on the team. Don't get me wrong. Um <laughs> you know, David Luiz, Mustafi, you know, but if I will say one thing, Mustafi has been playing better since the arrival of Arteta. Yeah. He was getting ready to leave the club oh. in, in the winter transfer season. Oscar, yep. uh, let me ask you a question. Is he getting better or can you just not get any worse? 
<laughs> Listen, when 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 there's a low bar, I mean, you can't go you can't go anywhere but up. I guess I, I will. Say. No, no, I think your point's well taken. Though he has improved his performances, but I think more than that, it's the team um, that's playing a lot, lot better. Pep and Arteta are such different positions in their career, but you can say the same thing about Arsenal, and Man City. Arsenal's kind of on the slope downward, and Man City's on the way up. Uh, you know, they have a huge difference. Um, and their financial backing at this point in time. At least Man City's willing to spend money. Um, so I have to ask you tonight, with all the variables that Arteta has, you know, he's picked up, taken over Arsenal about halfway through the season. He's had injuries, and sort of it's it's the opposite for Pep in terms of, like, the amount of depth their squad has. Um, it, it's it's on Wednesday. Is the performance more important than the actual result? If If Arsenal goes out and, you know, maybe they lose by a goal, but they look brilliant. For you as an Arsenal supporter, where you're at now, is that more important than the result tonight? Or do you need points for your season? Um, I, I think the competitive um, side of me will say that we need the points. You know, I go into every game expecting us to win. We are sure. a big club, and that's what the mentality needs to be. However, it hasn't been that way always, um, right. especially with Unai Emery. We saw how that went. And towards the end, the last season, I would say, of Arsene Wenger. So that's what I'm hopeful for is that Arteta is going to bring that winning mentality, whether you're playing uh, Bournemouth or if you're playing Man City or Liverpool, you got to go in there expecting to win. The midfield and the forwards, um, you know, since he's uh, – embrace his new tactics you know they're coming back to help the defense so i didn't really answer ben's question um completely so i'll go yeah i think you asked me ben um what my two pairing would be i wanted to go back to that so um the last two games that uh pablo mari our new signing in the winter um has been clean sheets so one thing about Arsenal yeah. is that we're also undefeated in the Premier League, uh, you know, in 2020. So we are have been on a good run of form, at least better than the first half of the season. I think it could be too late for us to come back into the top four. We are only five points um, behind uh, the top four, but this City game is one that we have in hand. So in a way, if we can get any result out of it, I think it will be positive. Um, and it goes back. I think that during the game, the midfield and the forwards have to come back to help the defense. Uh, it's going to be very important. Um, what I expect and what I would want for a starter is David Luiz and Pablo Mari. Very cool. Pablo Mari. South American partnership. Yep, and in the last two games, um, you know, they have clean sheets uh, playing together. So I think uh, it's the way yeah. to go. Yeah, like you were saying, Oscar, man, they're, they're, they're on a 10-game unbeaten run. Um, on, on average, Arteta's Arsenal's work were conceding before Arteta. They were just conceding 1.33 goals per game. And since Arsenal, I mean, since Arteta's arrival, it's 0.92. So... The, the improvements there, I think you, you're you're right on the midfield, man. It's it's the whole team. Shaka Shaka's improvement and partnership with Ceballos, it's it looks to be like covering each other's weakness. So I'm interested to see what kind of midfield you guys go up against. Uh, 
because that midfield in, in Man City's is is just so deep and is it's it's quick and uh, they they definitely got right help right there. no um, I think there's a good case that Mustafi could start because like I mentioned mm-hmm, he has mm-hmm, been mm-hmm. he has been in much better form. <laughs> You I, must although I gave, you. I gave you my starters, he would be on the bench. Yeah, but yeah. I have a feeling okay. that he, if and if there is a change, it would be him uh, versus Pablo Mari, which I, I hope doesn't happen. Are fans losing faith in David Luiz? I think David Luiz um, has brought a lot of the criticism that he gets upon himself. Um, I get nervous thinking about it. I mean... <laughs> Seriously, he's a red card waiting to happen. Um, h- however, he is also capable of getting a man of the match performance. Um, but uh, with that said, you know, he also will give away a cheap goal or a red card waiting to happen. And in David Luiz's case, he will probably get both a red card and um, <laughs> a cheap goal <laughs> given up. You know, um, you know, he was a cheap last minute buy. He was an experienced player, but he's now 33 years old, and he's declining faster than the NASDAQ. Um, <laughs> I think he was a reasonable purchase at the time, but his role now um, is a bench player. Who can be a team leader, team leader with all the experience that he has, and he will give us some yeah. balance during a long season. So I do think it was a good buy, you know, given the price that we got him at, but he was. He shouldn't have been in the vision, and this was Unai Emery of him mm-hmm. being a starter for for a whole season. I think that was a mistake. Mm. And Oscar, um, if, if I may, Oscar, mm-hmm. I heard the reason you signed David Luiz was to make Mustafi look better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that would not. Um, I would not shy away from Unai Emery doing something like that. Dude, Emery would pull that out of his bag, bro. He'd be like, how can I make him look yeah. better, man? But no, that's brilliant, man. Dude, in my, in my it, what I see from David Luiz, it's like in his head, he thinks he's like back in yes! like Chelsea days. Yes. Like he can still do, he can still do these flicks over someone's head, but his body is like, man, you don't have the facility did, for that. Did you, you, you like, should, no? if you haven't seen this, um, we played a friendly the last game before. Yes, that's um, exactly what I was going. Yeah, the last game before this uh, <laughs> Man City match, and he tried to do one of those yeah. flicks, and it ended up with uh, yeah. the ball in the back of our net. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah man. And, and the the sad thing is, you know, I think that we that's where we need need to reinvest uh, for next season. Obviously, we have Saliba, who I have ranted to you guys about. I'm really excited to get him in. But that is a very – we need to get rid of some center backs. They're getting old. Uh, We just need to revamp that position. So I would be excited to get, um, you know, one more player in in the back line. Okay. Yeah. Well, Oscar, you also mentioned like a bust a gut type of performance, like bombing down the field and running back on defense. Does that mean Ozil gets into the starting 11 for you? Is he a liability at that point? I've always been a fan of Ozil. Um, I think that he gets all the blame when we lose. Uh, he's still a great talent and he has the skill set that nobody else in the Premier League has with the vision that he has. He's an assist machine. If he can, and he was starting to play much better. If you remember, he had a fallout with Unai Emery. 
and he's playing sure. much better with Arteta, so I would definitely start him. Um, okay. He's got to play. So, Oscar, you made it past our in-depth, knowledgeable questions, but coming up now, we have hot seat questions. You're in the hot seat, my friend. We've got some questions that uh, that I don't think you're going to be ready for, and uh, I think uh, Joe's going to kick it off first, and then I'm going to go and give you one, and I'm excited to hear your answers, my dude. Let's okay, it, Oscar, you ready? You sweaty, man? You ready? Right, let's, let's do it. Go easy, man. All right, man. So there's don't been kill a, him. Don't kill him. <laughs> there's been a lot of talk about Newcastle and potentially new ownership from them. Uh, their owner is ruined, or excuse me, rumored to be worth of, of billions and billions of dollars. And um, there's a good chance uh, that he could become the new owner of Newcastle and just pump a ton of money into that club. Um, so what I want to know from you, Oscar, is what does that mean for Arsenal? Does that mean they're going to fall further down the EPL's elite? Or can Arteta rebuild an Arsenal dynasty with a modest budget? That's a great question, Joe. Um, I think that the Newcastle deal is, has it gone through? Is it, is it, is everything official? It's not official. So it's still rumors at this point. Okay. So, let's just say it does go through. Obviously, um, we are going to see the rebirth of Chelsea via 2004 <laughs> and Man City via 2012. So sure. we're going to have uh, another billionaire owner that's just money isn't an object. So, right. um, you know, I can't wait to see Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi finally playing <laughs> together. <laughs> um, you know, if they want to the get team, Ozil, but... you know, he is on the... He's on, he's on the downhill, but keep that between us. We can have him for 60 mil. Oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> All right. So I think that, um, you know, to take this question serious now, um, that there's a lot of teams that should be worried, not just Arsenal. Okay. Um, it's going to really ruin the balance that there is right now. There's teams, um, and, and it's kind of going in this direction, uh, there's a lot of investment going on in, in all of world football. So I think that Arsenal has been changing over the times. I think if you were to say Arsenal kind of leaned on a low budget type of um, transfer window, I think that's not the case anymore. And you can okay. see that with the likes of Pepe, um, you know, 72 million last summer. We br brought in Aubameyang. We've been bringing in big players. Um and with that, I think that there's a balance um, of youth that is also coming in with the likes of Saka, who uh, needs to sign the contract. He is uh, yeah. a very exciting player, only 19 years old. And, um, you know, he, he's been killing it so far um, and he's playing out of position. Um, but anyways, um, I think that it is going to bring a, a bad balance, but I think that teams like Arsenal are going to have to adjust. Yeah. And so it sounds like you really believe in the Arteta project. Like you, you think this is just another hurdle um, that you can get by. And I, and I think that's respectable. Yeah, I definitely. Think based definitely. Yeah. If you remember Joe, um, when the Unai Emery saga was coming to an end and there was a lot of chaos within Arsenal football club, that there were rumors of different coaches that were to come in and who was the coach that I told you from day one that I wanted? Arteta. That was your first on the list every time, man. I'll give you that. <laughs> Brilliant. 
Are you ready for mine, Oscar? Let's do it. My hot seat question. How you, how you feeling? You ready? Hit me. You have to take one pill. All right, this is like the Matrix. The red pill will grant you season tickets to watch all of the Spurs games that you must attend. All right, that's the red pill. The blue pill means you never watch soccer again. What pill do you okay, take? Okay, hold on. Repeat the first one one more time, please. <laughs> I The red pill will grant you Spurs season tickets that you must attend. The blue pill means you never watch soccer again. Oh, man. I'm actually debating this. That's Take your time. You got to go to every Spurs game. You must attend it. Guys, I, I think I'm, I'm going to become Are a, you suicide? I'm, Are you suicide I'm, at this I, point? I might, I might just become a NFL fan. Find another thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's good. I'm so glad you answered that way, my friend. Stick to your guns. Anything you have to say about Spurs, you can say it now. Um, Speak. All right. Since uh, I got one request for me, too. <laughs> okay. What do you think of Spurs? Shit. And what do you think of shit? Tottenham. <laughs> Thank you. I'm all right. <laughs> drop, drop the mic. He leaves. He's out. He's out. Uh, so now that we lost all our Spurs listeners, oh. um... <laughs> We'll we'll get we'll find somebody and get him on the show. We won't maybe. Yeah. We won we won um, the league at White Hart Lane. Don't ever forget that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is funny Oscar. and all, but I go on man man you all the time, and uh, oh, yeah. on Joe mostly all the time. I can't touch Real Madrid because you know they're they're always killing it. But you know we always banter <laughs> like this all the time. We have a lot of fun when we get together we and just talk about football. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> Holy shit, I lost where we are. Uh, Joe, I think you got to give us some Man City news. I don't know if you want to do that, my friend, because we, we covered a lot of Arsenal. Yes. Uh, but there is another team on the other side of this game. It's it's Man City. Uh, hit us, my Yeah, man. so Oscar mentioned that Arsenal spent, uh, quote-unquote, this preseason or since the break uh, from the pandemic. Uh, they've had some preseason games against Brentford. Um, I found it really interesting that Man City um, hasn't had an official friendly. Um, they've only done like inter squad games, 11 v 11, um, since return from mm-hmm. lockdown. Um, and here's some absences too that you haven't seen actually return back into a team um, format. Um, and it's unsure if they've been practicing individually or have some type of regiment, but that's Claudio Bravo, uh, Cancelo, John Stones, and Gundogan. So they've not been with the team. Um, hmm. But on a positive note, Leroy Sané is back from injury and he's participating in training. So that that's a big, big time player right there. Um, and if you had to pick Ben, would you pick Sané or Sancho um, to be in the Man U squad next year? Ooh, to line up for to, for Man City right now, you mean? Say that again. Or just like in, in general? Yeah, just in general, because I think they're two very similar players, and I think they're going to switch positions. Or excuse me, switch yeah. teams. One's going to be going to Bayern Munich, or excuse me, Germany, and one's headed to England. So, I mean, do you, do yeah. you think they're about the same level? Is there one that you would prefer over the other? Um, but they seem to be sort of interchangeable right now. Uh, it's hard to say. I probably would put Sancho because he's just he's he's on fire right now, or he's been on fire this season. And Leroy Sané is coming back an ACL injury. You never know, right? With that coming back from that, but 
a ton of talent for both of them. I'd probably pick Sancho. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I'd probably honestly pick Sané just because he has the, the experience in the Premier League and he has so much potential. So does Sancho. I don't think you can go wrong with either one, but I just thought that was yeah. pretty big news for Manchester City, getting a big, big player back. Um, yeah. But the other thing, too, is Manchester City has been undefeated against Arsenal uh, the last eight times they met in the EPL. And actually, Arsenal last won uh, against City in the 2015-2016 season. So it's been a while. Um, but the other thing that's interesting, too, about Manchester City, and they, I don't know if they'll be distracted by this, but they're going to find out their fate uh, in the Champions League by uh, – it's supposed to be the first part of July. Uh, but as it stands now, they've been banned from the UCL for two seasons, which I think um, – I mean, that's 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 huge. Uh, Dude, because that's big, big news for July 2020. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, what it means for a potentially an, the fifth-place club in the Premier League going to the Champions League, that could be huge. And then the following year, them not playing in it either. I mean, in terms of roster and players that they'll sign or maybe players that will leave, that'll, that's really going to affect them. Uh, but the other big news with Manchester City is uh, they've appointed a new assistant coach, uh, having seen Arteta leave uh, to Arsenal. Um, so Juan Manuel Lilo, I think is, is how you pronounce his name, but he's going to be Pep's number two. Um, and to give you some background on this guy, um, he started out in La Liga. He was actually the youngest um, to head coach a top side in La Liga. So out of the the 20 teams in play in La Liga, um, at 29, he was managing his first club there. Um, but the way him and Pep have a relationship, because they do have a history together, was Pep was playing in Mexico for Sinaloa. And uh, at that time, um, he was there coaching. And Pep even was quoted as saying, he's the best coach I've ever played for. Um, wow. and, and more recently, just to give you some more background, he was um, he was coaching in China for a team that was beneath the Chinese super flight or the top flight league. And he actually got them promoted. Um, so this guy has a ton of experience. They have a relationship. Um, so that could be a huge signing for, for Pep too. And maybe it might even give them a way to look differently at this game against uh, Arteta and Arsenal. Maybe some, some things that they haven't examined as of yet. So, so really cool from, from Man City um, with what yeah. they have on their plate. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh pair of eyes always helps. Uh, good reporting, my man. Good Good scouting gave us gave us a big update and a lot of news that uh, I actually didn't know. So, cool. thank you, thank you. Yeah, for that. Right. All right, my dudes. Okay, so this is this is where we hit the second part of the segment of of our talk. So before we get you into our top four predictions on who will miss out on top four from the Premier League finish, I want to play a little soundbite for you guys. To get you ready for the Premier League return, I, I want to play this Arlo White's best commentary call. Uh, this is when Liverpool won in stoppage time in the Merseyside Derby last year at Anfield. This plays significance now because if Liverpool play Everton this weekend and where if Arsenal win against City, they could be crowned champions. side to defend and make a last stand it goes into the penalty area from alexander arnold mina with the header a wild volley from van dijk it's awkward and it bounces off the crossbar and into the net would you believe it Dimon Carigi has scored the winning goal in the 96th minute in the most bizarre circumstances pandemonium at anfield 
never seen anything like it. It's only a matter of time before Liverpool are crowned champions after a 30-year drought. It, it, it doesn't mean the Premier League drama is over, right, guys? It's it's over because uh, even more of a heartache will be ensued because there's a fight for this coveted Champions League position. Um, there aren't enough teams to fit in the top four with the likes of Leicester City, Chelsea, Man U, Wolves, Arsenal, Sheffield United, and Spurs all in contention. I'm going to go to Oscar first as our guest. Oscar. Okay, so Ben, let's do this uh, for those who might need a reminder. Can we look up the top four as it stands? I'm so glad you asked that. Excellent, Oscar. Yes. So, all right. Let's go top, I guess. Let's go top uh, four. Okay. So actually, we, let's, we know Liverpool is 82 points. They're, they're 25 points ahead of City. Leicester City is uh, in still semi-comfortable spot with 53 points. Chelsea is in 48. Man U are three points behind with 45. Wolves are two points behind in sixth place. Sheffield and Wolves are tied with 43. Tottenham's with 41. And Arsenal are with 40. So that's that's kind of where we're rounding up as, uh, as a table right now, as the, the top um, – I'm going to go ahead and just say the top nine because those there's there's literally uh, eight points. There's eight points spreading up those teams apart. All right. So my top four for this delayed season is going to be Liverpool, first place, Man City, second place, Chelsea, third place and I'm going to go yeah. ahead and put Man U fourth place with Arsenal coming in fifth. I know that stung Oscar. I know that stung. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Yeah. Wait, who'd you have, who'd you have in fifth place? Who'd you have in fifth uh, place? Arsenal. And I think that okay. with the band that could go through with Man City, we might just make it. That's what I think all, all Arsenal fans are hoping on. Like I Ooh. said earlier, I think we dug ourselves too deep of a hole with Unai Emery in the first half of the season. I think it's going to be too little too late. Joey, what do you think of that? Oh, man, I think he's spot on, honestly. That was my exact top four. I thought the same as Oscar. The only thing is I think I think fifth place is actually a little bit outside of Arsenal's reach this season. Um, and I actually think instead of Arsenal in fifth, I think it'll probably be Wolves uh, that finish in fifth. To give you guys an idea, I, I, I pulled up their fixture list. I'm not going to go through everybody's fixture list because that'll be exhausting. But uh, the easiest fixture list of all the teams that we have mentioned, and I think Oscar mentioned this to us uh, the other day, is Man U. Man U's got out of the list. They play Tottenham and Leicester on the back end of the last game of the season. Uh, they, another notable game there is, is Sheffield United, uh, which they play after they play Tottenham. But then it's teams in the bottom half of the table, which Man U has struggled with uh, playing against teams in the bottom half. They usually do better in the, against teams in the top six. Uh, other teams that I think might fall off, I think Leicester City might, I think the break will affect teams like them the most because they were on a hot streak and you saw how with the absence of Ndidi 
and then Jamie Vardy having the baby and all of a sudden not knowing how to score a goal again for the longest time ever. <laughs> I think that team will, will fall off too. Um, so for my top four prediction, it goes Liverpool, Man City, no change there. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and say Chelsea are going to take fourth place. And I have a surprise number four that it's not Man U. I think Man U are going to stay fifth. I think uh, Wolves will actually take fourth place. So who is your third place, Benny? Third place, I'm saying um, – third place, I'm saying Chelsea. Okay. Fourth place, I'm saying Wolves. Okay. And I'm saying fifth is Man United. With six and seven, it's going to be like a shit show. Uh, I, think, <laughs> I, I think Spurs have enough injuries, too, to worry about, and their team was so out of form. I think Kane's going to be coming back, okay. too. But they, Mourinho just was not pulling them together in recent form. I, I think Arsenal have a good chance, too, with a good run coming. Oh. But they've just, been, they're just been, I think, uh, they, they actually have – I actually want to pull them up a little bit higher, maybe even closer to – to, to fifth place. That's us. Uh, that's Spurs. But, no, I'm saying I'm talking about Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal, Arsenal are going to finish above Spurs. I think Arsenal, Arsenal will finish above Spurs because I think uh, Arteta has been on a good run and he has them playing very impressively. They they beat Man U with impressive fashion. They they should have beaten Chelsea with impressive fashion back wow. then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oscar Oscar and I I think both watched that game together. Okay, but. Uh, the reason why I'm, I'm saying I'm saying Wolves is that they actually have it looks like a better run of fixtures than Manu. It's all green for them in terms of difficulty. They they play West Ham, uh, Bournemouth, Austin Villa, just leaky goals all over the place there. Uh, and they play Arsenal, which is going to be a, a tough game for them. Uh, and then they play Chelsea last at home. Wow. But. I, 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 for some reason, have a feeling about Wolves that they, they've, they've shown up in big moments. They've beaten, um, they put up a big fight against Liverpool and they put, they, they put Man City in their place too, uh, doing the double on them. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's where I'm at. So, so, so Lesser's right outside of your top six then, huh? I think they're going to have the biggest drop. So they're, yeah. so they're seventh or eighth, maybe. <laughs> yeah. This is all opinionated. Right. I'm just like, this is. <laughs> I don't. I have no science to back this up. I have no expected goal sheet in front of me. I'm just saying, uh, for some reason, I feel like Leicester City are, are going to fall out of steam. Yeah. No. That's. I mean, that it could definitely happen. I think they would have to lose. So, a lot of so, games. Yeah. So we're. I think we're all hoping that um, Leicester come back in terrible form <laughs> and <laughs> just completely lose all their games. Because if they win their games, then it's going to be a hurt boy summer for Arsenal and Man U fans. I got you now. I see the train of thought now. I was like, hmm. Oh, per- yeah. perfect, se- perfect, perfect segue back into the intro, Oscar. You're you're, you're good at this. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Leicester's, Leicester's got a tough fixture form uh, risk too. They they play Arsenal, Tottenham, still and Man U, Sheffield. Um, yeah. So to give you yeah, perspective. Um, just with you know how ninth through fifth place look, you know we're one point behind eighth place Tottenham, and mm-hmm. five points behind fifth place Man United. So these last couple games, man, it's going to be very important. Anything can happen. Anything could happen. That's why we love the Premier League, man. So much drama. Very cool. Anything else you guys want to add to that? I think we covered no, um, that pretty well. To put something else in perspective, I actually have pulled up 
the, I guess the, they call it like the toughest run-ins for the rest of the um, league schedule for each team. Man United yeah. has the easiest uh, mm-hmm. run of games with the average opponent being in 12th place. And mm-hmm. uh, second easiest is Man City. And then third easiest is Wolves. Excellent reporting, Oscar. Thank you for that. That was good. Oscar, you, Oscar you've been a fabulous guest. Uh, what we haven't done to finish our show is actually get your scoreline prediction. You gave, we gave us a great preview, good background into your Arsenal days and, um, and, and info behind their locker rooms. But give us your scoreline prediction, man. What are you feeling? All right. So, both. by the way, we're recording this. All right. We're recording this uh, on, on Monday. This is going to come out Tuesday. People are going to listen to this on Tuesday. You could sound like a genius come Wednesday. Or I can sound like a you know, complete dickhead <laughs> if I get this wrong. Well, you're biased, Oscar. I think everyone understands that. You're not going to say your team's going to get spanked. But, I am but... biased yeah. like any true fan of any team would be, but I'm also, I would say, pretty reasonable. With that said, 6-0 Arsenal. <laughs> All right, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, so... Yep, I think it's going to be a great game. Everybody's going to be watching. First game, Wednesday kickoff, afternoon here in the the U.S. Um, I think that Arteta is going to have a genius um, tactical lineup and strategy against his old boss uh, and mentor, Pep Guardiola. And I think that it's going to end up being a stalemate. So <laughs> they're going to cancel each other out. Okay. Zero, and, zero. I, and, and I think that it wouldn't be the worst result, seeing this is the first no. game in a very long time. So yeah. I'm calling a 1-1. Yeah. Aubameyang yeah. with the goal. Man, he needs a contract too, Oscar. So put that down on your I, list. Hey, man, I've been DMing <laughs> him every single day. <laughs> Signed the thing. Oh, that's brilliant, man. <laughs> well, Oscar, thanks so much for joining me and uh, Ben on the Regista Report, man. We really loved having your opinion, um, and I think it added great value to the show. And, yeah, let's see yeah. what happens on Wednesday, brother. Thanks a lot, guys. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I'm really enjoying the podcast so far. You guys, you know, knowing you guys from way back, you're very passionate. You know, I, I really do like listening to it, and thanks for having me as your first ever guest, guys. Awesome, Oscar. Bravo, man. Bravo. Bravo, my man. Thanks for thanks for coming on, my man. Yeah, guys, it, that, that concludes the Regista Report. If, uh, if you like what you heard, uh, subscribe and share with your mates and leave a review, rate the show. Uh, we'll be back soon. 